DC fandom. DC fandom. All right. This is the drive-in podcast, DC fandom edition. Welcome to a special bonus episode of The Drive-In Pod featuring Nez, Dr. O, and Ricky Flicks. Bring you the latest in movie and entertainment news and reviews. Today we have a very special episode for you guys. We're going to break down and react to everything new from DC Fandom. Uh, So please use the restrooms now, turn your cell phones off, and get ready for a bonus episode of The Drive-In Pod. Welcome to a bonus edition of the Drive-In Pod. Here we are, DC Fandom. Just happened yesterday, this weekend. We got a lot of new stuff. How are we feeling, boys? How are we feeling after, uh, after yesterday's events? I'm riding an all-time high right now. Like, Ride it. Ride like, it. I, I think I've watched the Batman trailer. I think it's running upwards of 25 times. And I don't even think that's hyperbole. Like, oh I think God. I actually watched it 25 times. Great trailer. Great Dude, trailer. All-time trailer. Can we just say there's been a, there was a lot of good trailer music, too? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Batman with uh, with something in the Nirvana. way, Nirvana, and then Nirvana, uh, Hallelujah with the Justice League. That was, like, just two great song choices, and, like, the Hallelujah rendition was definitely very interesting, but um, I think it's also they're definitely celebrating the Snyder Cut, like, with, like, Hallelujah. Yes, that's, oh, yeah. Yeah. that's what I took that as, like, more of a celebration. It's, like a, it's a religious miracle that thing yeah. had. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, it's like the Snyder cult I was, took over. I was watching the, the trailer, and literally I was just like, I can't believe there's a Snyder Cut. Like, I can't believe we're It's actually it. happening. Like, and this it's is the whole trailer. It's all I've been pretty indifferent about the whole thing, but, like, it's just, like, crazy how, like, the internet can actually bully a, a studio into making a movie it's amazing okay before before and also now that you speak about like the impact of social media i just tweeted from the drive-in pods twitter uh a movie that's coming out uh and it's it's called karen and it's like based off the karens of like the twitter <laughs> ah, and the social media world karen. yeah like, like this this thing so it just talks oh, about isn't, like, the, oh, yeah, isn't the woman from uh, orange is the new black starring yes in that? Yeah. Yes, I think so. I, I haven't seen yeah. it, so Rick would know better. But, uh, oh my God. I can't believe that social media actually caused the Snyder Cut. And then a Karen. A Karen during COVID. A Insane. Karen movie. There's a Karen movie. There's, yeah, there's been a lot of Karen experiences throughout COVID. Oh. I've seen the videos going crazy. People just went Grocery crazy. Grocery stores. Being locked in their houses. They went insane. Huh. <laughs> and now just like all these viral videos are coming out. It's insane. <laughs> All right, but we're not here to talk about Karens. We're here to talk about Karen. DC fandom. Dave, can you hit us yes. with some news, please? Okay, the checkup is probably the best checkup we've ever had. We're going to lead off with uh, one of the panels from DC fandom. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Batman, okay, and uh, Matt Reeves' presentation uh, at the 24-hour virtual event that was DC fandom. Uh, boys, uh, just give me one word. Give me your reaction to the trailer. Epic. Redemption. Redemption. I love it. It was just transcendent. I'm going to say it's just electrifying or outstanding. Like vengeance. Like, vengeance. Vengeance. This, Damn it. That was good. This, I looked at, um, so we're, we'll just get into it right now. So this movie 
the hype for it. It doesn't come out till October first, or yeah, October first yeah, next year of next what, year. Batman. Yeah, so we're still over a year away. But the Amazing. hype for this movie, the build up to it, is going to be insanity. Yeah. It's going to be like building oh. up to Avengers Endgame, I, and then we we woof, get hit woof. with this trailer that only is uh, is put together with scraps by Matt Reeves. They've only mm-hmm. shot twenty five percent of this movie, and they put together this trailer, which I thought could win an Oscar, and it's the best thing <laughs> DC has done in the past. Well, since the Dark Knight trilogy. Literally, it's the best piece. That includes Joker. That's how good this trailer Joker tra- was. I wanted to say, though, the Joker trailer was also all time. Yeah. I must have watched that like 25 times yeah. the first 24 hours it was out. At probably 12 hours it was out. That was an insane trailer. And yeah. I actually had a buddy of mine who's not really into movies text me and said, this is the only the second time I've ever had an experience watching a trailer like this. Like, and the first time was the Joker trailer. It's just like the hype mm-hmm. of this movie is going to be unreal. And I can't believe I, – I was still a little skeptic about having a trailer released because we're still over a year away from the actual movie coming out. But mm-hmm. when it hit, and it hit hard. Yeah. Then, I, also, I also am very wary because who remembers how, how much we loved the uh, Suicide Squad trailer when it first came out? Right, we did. Like, we like, that oh, that was also an amazing trailer. That's an all-time trailer too. DC makes Not amazing. They make they make the best the trailers. Movie. Make the best trailers, DC. Agreed. Watchmen, trailer great trailer. Mm-hmm. Eh, but uh, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. What do you say? And Watchmen. Love that movie. Yeah, yeah. I like it too. Some more it's Snyder sick. for you. Yeah. Mm. Is Ricky a low like it's Ricky like a low key slide, uh, Snyder uh, stand. Are you, well, do you have like a burner account where you're just like defending it? I I'm afraid to say this, but no, I'm not. I'm actually <laughs> oh, not. No, the, 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 okay. But I am oh, a huge advocate to see you, a Snyder cut. I need to I, see the Snyder. I cut. I understand all the Snyder criticism. But uh, I wanted to continue. <laughs> I wanted to keep talking about the Batman, the leading up to this trailer, because the, uh, I wrote a blog earlier this week, and we had the logo for the Batman was revealed, along with uh, some art by the, the great Jim Lee, who was a great comic book artist. He did some art for uh, The Rock's Black Adam 2 that was presented at DC Fandom. But the fact that uh, the logo was revealed two days before DC Fandom, you knew the Batman was going to be coming out firing yes. right during this panel. Like, uh, I, they had a brief, like, DC put out a nice little teaser for the whole event, and they showed Matt Reeves talking. They showed, like, a Batmobile in front of him that was darkened, so you know he was, was going to bring the thunder. I thought we were just going to get, uh, maybe we'll see Battinson, in costume we'll see zoe kravitz as catwoman we'll see paul dano as riddler we'll see uh a colin farrell uh, colin farrell as uh penguin but he comes in with this trailer and literally as i said from scraps i just think it's just an amazing and it, it was amazing showing and it just completely took the roof uh took the roof down uh so i wrote down these notes and what i wanted to talk about and i wrote them in bullet points nice. Very uh, nice. did you guys see this what i wrote not at all. No. Okay, so like, here's my notes on the Batman. So I said okay. trailer. I did not see the, the, So these are in bullet points. Trailer, fire, OMG. And then I just go over the different, different things we're going to talk about. So going past the fire and the OMG, what do you guys think about the tone of this trailer? I loved it. I think the music with Nirvana really encapsulated the tone really well. And also, I think, this sounds crazy, but like the, un, the characters as in Colin Farrell's Paul Danos, you couldn't recognize them at all. Right. And all right. So the first thing you say is oh, costume designing must be phenomenal, blah, blah, blah. But I think that also fit the tone as well. This isn't going to be like the old school superhero movies when you dress them all out in their, co- in their uh, costumes, like the penguin, he doesn't have that hat on, not the cane or the freaking one eyeglass, you know, 
Like he's just a <laughs> down to earth character. And then you look at the Riddler. He's not showboating around in that green suit with his hat and cane as well. So kind of uh, similarities there, but he has duct tape all over his face or whatever the heck. This is probably the most duct tape I've ever seen in a movie. Like, this, like that was absurd. That was an incredible beginning too. The sound of it and everything was so right. creepy, and it helped create yes. that like haunting dark tone. Um, you know what movie I thought of when I saw this trailer? Like in comparison to tone, I thought of Seven. Oh, you guys God. seen Seven? Uh, no. With uh, you know, Morgan yes. Freeman, Brad yes, Pitt. Oh Spacey, my gosh, it's a must now. see. One of the like darkest movies you could ever yes. watch. But probably the darkest movie. Non-horror. Yes, literally the darkest movie. And then it reminded me of a Batman movie, a superhero movie. So, like, thinking about the tone, thinking about how dark this movie's going to be, you think, and then we see at the end, Battinson absolutely beating the ever-loving, mm. ever-loving piss out of that dude. Oh, my God. this movie could be rated R? You think we might get an R-rated wrecked. Batman? Please. Please. I want to see the grittiest Batman possible. I want to see him literally breaking skulls. That would be absurd. It sounded like he broke that guy's I was like, is that guy dead? Like, I think what? he broke every bone in that guy's body. Him. He probably broke every bone in that guy's body. What vengeance is he seeking? I mean, all right, guys. So what I picked up from that trailer, it seems like, like honestly, Batman, classic, well, not classic Batman, because I feel like we, we've seen a lot of like action movie Batmans. Uh, we saw him like fight, but I think we're going to see like world's greatest detective Batman a lot in this movie. It looks like he was doing a lot of investigating and like the Riddler's obviously dropping a lot of like clues and, and hints and like, I mean, that's what he does. So uh, I think what we're going to see a lot of is like a lot of like, um, you know, anticipation and like a huge buildup um, along with, you know, probably a big finisher. I don't know. That's just what I'm what I'm guessing I'm going to see from this. Uh, I'm sure they're going to mix in a lot of Battinson, you know, just beating the crap out of people. At least that's what they made it seem like at the end of the trailer there. Uh, mm-hmm. But everything's really dark and it seems very heavy, which is, you know, very DC universe of them to do. But uh, I mean, yes. <laughs> I think it could pay off here. Maybe I'll eat those words because I've said them yeah, a hundred times about the DC universe. No, no, no. Yeah. Like definitely when you saw Matt Reeves, uh, whenever he came out, Matt Reeves was directing a Batman movie. You knew it was going to be gritty. Like, yeah. if you just it looks really good. Don't, let me, like, let me yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm saying I want that. I think it's yeah. great. I think it's a total different tone than what no one was looking for. And then the previous Batman movies with George Clooney and Val Kilmer just looking for, and Michael Keaton just looking mm-hmm. for the stars, you know? I just think that with Reeves at the helm, like look at the films he's directed with the Planet Eight movies, the second trilogy. Yeah. Those are gritty and dark, you know. Yeah. If you think yeah. of the James Franco one, that was the lead off of that trilogy. That was like a lighter tone, like uh, uh, with, what's the uh, man? What's the lead's ape? Uh, Caesar. Caesar. Yeah. Like th- it's like his baby, right? It's like a nice yeah. tone movie. But the second two, those are Reeves movies, all dark, 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 and yeah. the apes were taking over. I feel like right when you saw Reeves directing this, you were gonna get the grittiest Batman possible. Those, yeah, those those second two are ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm really pumped and excited about the tone of this movie to go along with the, the actual characters involved. Right, and then you have like pa- Battinson is is good, like this angry, like confused, frustrated character. I think mm, it's going to lead young. to a lot. Like we talked about the detective noir style type of movie we're going to get, but we're going to get a violent movie too, and that's where like the R rating is like in my head right now. And right. then like think of the success that R ratings have had for DC, just really just Joker, but it's just got me. Or superhero movies in general with like, like this this movie, yeah. the hype the hype is going to be so freaking high like the, the i can see people already talking about like I, like even though it's a year away like talking about awards for this movie like, i can see people talking about that you know how like mm-hmm. he yeah, like low-key like 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 low, like ledger got the oscar posthumously 
uh, then like literally you had no superheroes ever being recognized other than for special effects or like yeah. makeup. And people always refer to Ledger as, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and this Joaquin movie, man, year. it's back to old school, like not old school, but like as, as uh, Nez said, it's back to the, the classic Batman, what he's meant to be, where it's grounded in a dark, corrupt city and him kicking ass. So mm-hmm. we could be in for something good. Um, I want to yeah. talk about the villains next. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's go, let's go from character to character. So let's start off. I want to talk about the person that is supposed, I'm supposed to believe is Colin Farrell is <laughs> playing unrecognizable Penguin. dude that like this, like the makeup and design is unbelievable. Like I couldn't, I couldn't believe that was him. It looked like I, an ogre. <laughs> I, I still, I have no words to describe it besides unrecognizable. It was like Colin Farrell. Let's be honest. He's like a decent looking man. Like, come on. Like, but he bald scars or wrinkles all over his face, fat, and then he's his his like everyone knows him as his British accent, like his his accent or his voice here when he's like yelling at, he's like, "Who is this guy?" Like, and when he's in the car driving in the trailer, it's pretty animated sounding a little. Bit, yeah, right? I liked it a lot, and I think that also just showed his acting ability as well, and just how unrecognizable he is. As I said, I've said three times already on this podcast about him. So I just <laughs> I think it's gonna be exciting seeing Colin Farrell in this movie. And although, he pro- like in my eyes, I don't think he's going to be the main antagonist. I think he's going to be a great antagon- uh, like side antagonist, like minor antagonist in this movie. Any thoughts, Des? I don't know. Overall, I think uh, I'm, I'm definitely very excited about it. And uh, it looks, looks like it's going to be, be really good. Yeah. I think uh, we, we need to make an edit of uh, Sonic Coins coming out of the, the guy that Batman's beating up. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Sonic Coins. <laughs> When you when you die, that and we—that's a potential viral tweet. Right Great TikTok. Yeah, that's all I was just thinking about. I was visualizing that in my head. <laughs> but then, uh, so we had the Penguin. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Riddler, but I actually want to go to uh, Catwoman, played by Zoe Kravitz in this movie. And what did mm. she bring to the table? Did you guys like what you saw? I'll start off by just saying um, the costume. It's underwhelming to start, like where it looks like it's, it's obviously homemade. It looks like she just cut up a winter hat and made it look like a cat. But uh, I kind of like that aspect about it because it kind of shows like we're going to have these characters evolving, just like we're going to see Batman evolve. Or we've probably, we're probably going to see the Penguin rise up to be this uh, crime lord. You're going to see Catwoman rise to be like the supervillain or this ally. Yeah, Batman. right. So Is this like an origin story too? Are they going to do the Pearl thing? This is no, you no. a million times so, now. You're too Batman. Yeah, okay. so that's what I, I really like about this movie is that it's not an origin, origin movie, but it kind of has those origin aspects where you're with them at the start. Mm-hmm. They don't have to go all the way when they're five years old. Why, like, he's afraid of bats or something like that. You get them at their start, and you're, you're still with them in their development stage, not only with the main character, though, but with all the villains as well. So no flashbacks and, or anything? I, I, hope that. That. I hope not. I, hope I think not. I, 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 if enough. they do a flashback of his, of his parents dying again, I'm just gonna like I'm gonna sigh like audibly. Yeah, yeah. I already did in Joker that I was oh, I was livid at the end of that movie when I saw the pearls. Why? Yeah, I, think that, I thought that, that was more cool. to make a connection to it. Oh, no, I, I thought that was it. sick. Yeah, oh. it was like oh, this is when it happened. I was okay with that. Just like say, make it because if that movie was so like it didn't feel like it was in any comic book universe. And that, that was the point of relating it to Batman. I thought was okay. I'll take that. Like. I think that was but good. they already related it with Bruce Wayne and Thomas Wayne. Yeah, but I, it was yeah that one scene that then he punches him and everything. But I think it just you have to. And you it is Bruce a Joker Wayne. character. It's a Batman villain, so you have to like really connect it to Batman. Like eventually, <laughs> I sighed very heavily at that. 
Um, so, so Zoe Kravitz, I'm excited to see her. Uh, obviously, it looks like she's going to be along for the ride for the, at least two of the three movies, hopefully all three. Um, then finally, I just want to talk about the Riddler and this like new, uh, I think Ricky Flicks already talked about the costume, what he's wearing, whatever's on his face with the goggles. He is creepy as heck. Like this dude is creepy with the way mm-hmm. with the duct tape we already mentioned. And yeah. I love this. I, I hope he's the main villain. Uh, just because he's kind of perfect for this detective-style, noir-driven movie because he's leaving clues everywhere. He's giving mm-hmm. Batman, like, leading him, trying to mislead him, but also trying to help him out at the same time in a way, trying to mess with his head. So I think it's, like, perfect for what Matt Reeves is going for. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think Paul Dano also just plays that that oddball so well. And every role he's been in, like, he's always had something off about him, right? Yeah, like, if you look at Prisoners, that man, well, that's, he was, like, that whole situation, Prisoners, like, abduction and blah, blah, blah. But he was also like, kind of a villain in that, and he was very quiet and very weird and very creepy. And then you have him in, uh, this is, this is, uh, uh, this is, this is uh, the Daniel Day-Lewis movie. Uh, this is, oh, There Will Be Blood? Uh, there Will Be Blood, thank you. I kept saying this. But, now when he's very loud and bostic and enthusiastic, but he has, he's so still loyal. so weird, <laughs> but exactly very weird. So I feel like we're going to get a blend of the creepiness, weirdness, but also that enthusiasm, that outgoingness in the Riddler character. That's going to make it really, really bold uh, and enlightening for us. I was about to make a comparison, but I don't want to say it to Paul say Dano. It. It's a compliment, but at the same time, it's not. And I'm just going to say it. I'm going to go for it. But he plays creepy characters. He almost exclusively does critically acclaimed stuff. I think we know where I'm heading a little bit here. But I know what you're saying. I talked about seven already. You're going to go with a big KS. I'm going to throw it out there. A little bit like Kevin Spacey. The man who we don't speak about. He's a great actor. He does creepy roles. Like It just immediately comes to my mind. And I already said seven, so it's just like we are not saying that Paul Dano outside of Hollywood is. This doing is a vi- this is very much an anti Kevin Spacey podcast. Just make that clear. Very anti Kevin Spacey, but man who goes unnamed. That's a it's a <laughs> yes KS forever. Well, from now on, we'll refer to him as KS. KS. But um, before we move on from the Riddler, okay, and from all these villains, do you guys think that there's a different villain, well, like an overarching villain, watching over what the Riddler is doing? Do you think Riddler is the guy? Yeah. In short, yes. Um, what was good with those like henchmen dudes that had, it almost looked like they had the Joker smile painted on their face. Did I you see that? Penguin guys. Oh, they're penguin guys. Okay. I was thinking. like, what is that? Like they I'm had that weird too. like side thing going up, but it, it gave me Joker vibes. Like I, I didn't, I don't think he's in it, but I was just like, it's kind of weird, but it, it just, I guess that makes sense that they're, they're wearing that makeup for the penguin. I don't know. Yeah, but personally, yeah. I think that I, I just going back to like the overarching villain. I think there's somebody else. Uh, I, well, I Carm- think, well, Car- uh, John Turturro's in this as uh, well, he's Carmine Balcone. He wouldn't yeah, be Balcone. the big bad. But like, I know, I'm but saying there's I'm someone saying, they haven't I, mentioned. They, what, in, there's somebody uh, I mentioned. So in the yes, trailer. because let me let me explain to you guys. I'll, I'll take you guys to school here. Oh. So I did a little oh. reading Grab a couple months ago during quarantine. I bought a couple graphic novels. One that I I bought was called The wait, Long wait, Halloween. Wait. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert in case this is any of our predictions. Yeah, right. I'm not going to – no, I'm not going to spoil. say who well, was spo- – Spoiler was, warning. Spoiler warning. I'm sorry. Warning. In yes. Case, so you don't in want to case any of our predictions Halloween. are correct, right. based off of you know, I'm not gonna graphic use novel, the graphic novel, just spoiler warning. That's all. All right. Now okay. 
So the long Halloween is supposed to be like the basis, like it's what is the, the source material for this movie. It's supposed Got to be it. similar. That's like what he's borrowing from. And it's early on Batman. It's like year two, same thing. There's multiple villains in the movie. It's an origin story for a lot of villains. But, and the Riddler is used in this movie in the same way he's being used here, where the, he is putting clues down, but he's not the overarching villain, right? He's not, uh, he's not the mastermind behind everything. So if Matt Reeves has admittedly said, the long Halloween is the source material. The movie's coming out October next year, so it makes me think. He's got bigger plans here. I'm just, I'm just doing some detective work. I'm just playing myself here. All right. So what are you thinking? Yeah. <sighs> it would. I don't think like they might go. He, I. You could say like it could be like introducing the Joker in the next movie or something like that. I I I I, I, I would be okay so with that. So that's what I cool. think because uh, honestly I think this movie already has too many villains so like i don't know how mm-hmm. they're gonna work with all this but whatever mm-hmm. um i think what they could do is they could have this big you know lead up to the, the big bad i think i think the riddler's the big bad but then after that like after the end of the movie and like i guess batman saves the day or whatever like the post credit scene or something is like the joker or like somebody or a different type of villain mm-hmm. that's like gearing up for their next step and like they survived the movie because like Batman may have defeated them, but, like, maybe they didn't get, like, arrested or, like, they're actually not dead or something like that. And then, like, they almost tease a sequel in that way. And then Mm -hmm. they, like, joke around about not actually doing it. But then they do one. I'm already getting sequel vibes. I don't know about you guys. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The movie doesn't come out until next year and we're getting sequel vibes movie, Well, because if this movie kills, DC is going to be, like, here's half a billion dollars. Like, go make another one. You know this I mean? movie's gonna. This movie's gonna be a, a top five all-time earner. I'll say it now. It's gonna make a lot Easily. of money. It's gonna be a top, top five. five is a lot, Dude, though. Joker R-rated movie just associated with Batman made over a billion dollars. Yeah. yeah, but there's no Joker in this one, so I don't think it's gonna be top five. Dude, it's gonna be the, a lot of money. But there's a Batman. For, this movie's not coming out for True. 14 months, and the hype is just gonna build from here. Imagine when another trailer comes out. Imagine when you see like just you all he uh, like they only shot 25 percent of the movie. I know, like, I know. Imagine I, when this G. Willikers Batman footage comes out. Yeah, <laughs> I think, but let's just remember, like we have Endgame, Infinity War, like those are yeah, the ones they're competing with in this. No, top they're top five. three. I said top five. Like those are like, I think I think it could contest, contend with that too. Batman is the most famous superhero of all time. Superman. Yeah, he's Batman. the biggest one. The Superman. hype machine's real. Before we close out talking about the Batman, though, I want to get our thoughts on Battinson. What we guys, what do we think? Mm. Like it I so love far. it. Don't come at me with the on social media. I've already seen some of it. I'm like I've had to sh- I had to like take a deep breath. If you say like I hate this emo Batman, just get offline. Like you're just incorrect. Batman He's a young Batman who lost his parents, yeah. and he wears the eye black because it goes with his suit, so you can't see his eyes. So he goes unrecognizable even with the mask on. Have so you ever seen not- a happy Batman? Batman's always that too. emo. Like, yes, what? exactly. But like, something just is coming online like, with the long hair and the Batson because the Twilight vibes and just get offline. Don't talk about the movie or get offline. Mm-hmm. But also, he does have, also just one more thing. He does have a great voice, but I the I'm vengeance line. Like I did give a little chuckle, even though it was good. Like as in the voice was really good. Just the line was like. Cliche Batman. I thought if he was going to say, I'm Batman. I really thought he like was going to say, Like Christian Bale. <laughs> if he did that, I would have like sighed. That's another sigh if he said, I'm Batman at the end. <sighs> That's hilarious. Yeah. No. Um, but uh, he has two lines in the whole thing. He says, I'm vengeance. And like literally, Flicks nailed it. 
like the one thing you have to nail with Batman not only is like how you look in the suit, but you have to sound great. Yeah. And then like a lot the but past you also Batmans, like like Bale, like he was the people like him as Batman, but what was the one detractor? The voice, right? You have Affleck. Some people like the voice, like he was pretty normal with it, but I think if I look at a prototypical Batman voice, obviously of Kevin Conroy from the animated series, mm. but the way Batson talked here, I'm like, Go dude, Batman like this voice. guy is made for the role. Just yeah. sound here, hearing sound like that. What were we gonna say, Nuz? Bale's Bale's Bat voice was good. I, I think there's also another tune. One thing that does bother me about Bale's Batman, I don't know why it is, is like when he talks, he, like his lips would like poke out and like his lips would like make a weird shape. You can't see it. Nobody that that's listening can see it, but if you guys know what I'm talking about, you know what you can visualize. He like talks. So go watch the movie like, after you listen to this weird. podcast. He like pockers up when he's talking. He does right, like his yeah. lips. Like uh, I don't even know how to too. explain it. So like we'll see how bad. I don't know if Battinson does any of that. Another maybe like match. that was just like a little mm-hmm. flair that uh, they tried to add in there, but. Yeah, I, th- I don't think I'm actually interested in that they didn't look into it at all besides like the one scene when Pattinson's wearing a, uh, the uh, not, well, Bruce Wayne is wearing the suit like him as Bruce Wayne. That's what I'm really looking forward to all- as well. It's just like, what is his persona in the real world outside the suit? I'm interested to see where does young Bruce Wayne attain in Gotham's hierarchy? Because you where, where is he Gotham- at Wayne Enterprises? Right, because you could you and you if you remember Batman Begins, it's him trying to get back after seven years as a young young quotes Batman, uh, young Bruce Wayne trying to get back into his family's company, Wayne Enterprises. But this one, he's going to be there. The entire, he's going to be there, and he's established in Gotham. So I'm interested to see where he's at, and just Alfred as well, who we did not see in this, and just the overall atmosphere around Bruce Wayne, not only Batman. All right. It's, I think that's good. I think uh, it's obviously a lot of Batman talk, but for good reason. Yeah, like this is this had to this had to be done. It had to be done. <laughs> but uh, this the movie's not coming out till October next year, so mm. we'll, we'll we'll keep you updated on all the trailers that come out. Obviously, any type of news, like make sure you tune into the blog. Um, I mean, I'm so pumped. It's just uh, only Batman um, can pull off a movie like this. I'm telling you, hype machine to the max. Uh, so moving on to the different, the next panel that we had at DC Fandom, at least the, not in the next uh, sequentially, but we're going to talk about the Snyder Cut. Okay, big news coming from the Snyder Cut. We got a trailer that we mentioned uh, at the beginning of the of the pod, and along with that, uh, Snyder's revealed how this move, how this movie is going to be released on HBO Max. There's going to be four episodes, each being one hour. Boys, what do we think about this? Uh, what are your initial thoughts about the Snyder Cut panel? Good. I, good for them. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm still just in awe. I'm not going to harp on it any longer after this. That is actually getting made. I just can't get over it. But now that it's getting made and this trailer has come out, first thing I thought of was the song. So Hallelujah, a very popular song. And it's a good song. I just thought, I just thought it was a little much, but I understand this importance of it, like the celebratory importance of it, Snyder Cut. But also... I just thought it was good vibes to it. Not like as in like happy vibes, but just we're getting the Snyder cut. Hallelujah. We're watching this trailer. We're going to get these action scenes, all this new footage. I can't wait to see it. That's basically what I was thinking about thinking about it. The 10 times I saw this trailer, not only half the times it's Batman, probably only a third, but still decent trailer. Didn't love it, but just happy we have it. I kind of wish that they were doing Batman like this. Imagine if it was like a four part Batman. That would be sick. 
We are getting a, we are getting a Gotham uh, yeah, prequel Gotham. series. Yeah, no, it's just like the reason why I'm I'm just thinking about there's like what three four villains in this next Batman movie. I'm sorry, we're still talking about Batman. We're supposed to be talking about Justice League, but I was saying that there's too many villains for one for like um just one movie. I don't know how they're gonna work that out, but like if they were to do it over like four hours, that'd be kind of sick. That's just my only observation. But I'm really happy. But when it comes to Justice League, I'm I'm really happy for uh, honestly all the Snyder fans. And honestly, fans of of, uh, of this in general, because we were all rooting for this movie to be successful when it first came out, and it sucked. So if they can actually put this together <laughs> and it'll be really good, I mean, say what you really. Why not? Know. I'm excited. And <laughs> and a lot of times, a big issue with uh, comic book movies is the fact that they try to squeeze so much into one thing, and that's what they've tried. That's what DC. That was their biggest flaw of the whole thing. Like when it's even from uh, Batman vs Superman, they they put so many different stories into one story so now they're like extending they're, they're making justice league this four part like you know four hour thing it's going to be it's going to be give them a lot more a lot more of a chance to explain the story and kind of give us some details so that the, you know the payoffs will actually work at the end of the movie instead of just kind of throwing a bunch of stuff against the wall and trying to figure it out from there you know I mean? I still, that's a great point wait yeah. i just want to talk i want i want to talk about the length and I think this is a great thing that they're cutting it. They're keeping the four hours. Uh, personally, if I go to a movie theater, a superhero movie specifically, I think I've talked about this on the pod before, I want to see the, my, these characters that I love on the screen as much as possible. And if we have all this footage, right, I'm on board. Like, just give it all to me. I don't care if it's going to keep me in the theater for four hours, whatever, six hours, ten hours. If Batman's on the screen, I want to see Batman, right? So that's kind of different. Now superhero movies kind of like uh, – they're not on the same playing field as other movies in, in terms of entertainment value. Um, I also wanted to talk, I wanted to make a comment about what Ricky flicks was saying regarding the song, the hallelujah. It was weird. <laughs> it was kind of weird. Yeah, to see all these, guys, these guys like kicking butt. Right. And all of a sudden, like you like, you Slow. still hear like this, like gospel music going on. It's a great song though. I do like that song, but I think he did it because, well, the people that led this Snyder cut, like uh cult like the people who are who got this hashtag like going right on twitter these people that really led this movement they're huge Zack snyder fans okay and this whole point of this movie is like Zack snyder wants to appease and wants to uh make sure or uh, not appease but please uh the snyder family like the snyder fans the stands so he includes that song which obviously is remembered from watchmen right? From that scene in Watchmen, obviously that goes mm -hmm. through your brain when you hear that song, when you think of the owl ship, right? Uh, with, uh, what's her name? Uh, Patrick Wilson and uh, I yeah. forgot who her, I her, name was. her name I'm terrible with well, names, obviously, from the two mess up. Okay. Yeah, it's the girl from uh, Couples Retreat who's married to Vince Vaughn. Yeah. yeah. She's, but it's those two. But that's immediately where my brain goes. So I think he's like kind of like paying homage to his fans, saying like, thank you. And Watchmen was also a divisive movie that he directed. People loved it or they didn't like it. Okay. And now we're uh, Ackerman, by the way. And that's that's a divisive scene. So it's just like he's paying a tribute. He doesn't care whether you are a DC fan or not. He's like, this is for the people who wanted the movie, they're getting this movie. So True. definitely happy for the Snyder thing. Yeah, it's gotta be a really good feeling for Snyder, huh? To have like an entire delusional or well, I guess they're not delusional because what they they're getting what they wanted but this entire crazy fan base on the internet and on Twitter that just defends you and like rallies for you at for, for I I don't know why but they do like they stand up for him so hard 
must yeah. be, must feel amazing for him, right? So he's like, you know what? Shout out to you guys. Like, you guys supported me. Like, mm-hmm. hell yeah. Another yeah. thing that you mentioned, Nez, with all the different moving parts in this movie, mm-hmm. this trailer had a lot of different moving parts, and I kind of yeah. got lost lost they st- in the trailer a little bit. They started the trailer with Dark Side. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, right. But then they mentioned they go back to Steppenwolf a minute in, and I'm still thinking if you have two major villains here, like is four like it's gonna sound crazy, but is four hours even enough with all the (laughs) all the all the protagonists? You have like six. You have all these. You have Cyborg, Flash, Gal Gadot, Ben Affleck, Superman, and Aquaman. Six heroes. Then you have two major villains, and you only have four hours to do this all. Six heroes, two of which have origin, or three of which have origin stories. (laughs) But but this has got to be different now that there's been an Aquaman movie and more development on Wonder Woman. Yeah, there's gonna be a Wonder Woman two before Snyder Cut comes out. Like they're definitely gonna cut that that those like origin parts out of it more, but add on to cyborgs, obviously. But because he hasn't had, he's not going to get a movie. But and like the trailer uh, wasn't telling a cohesive story. There's no dialogue. Exactly, like, it was just all like, over, which, over which, the plot. Which is kind of like that. The, the whole point of the trailer was to give you all new footage that you've never seen. It's, it, it was sending a message saying this movie, right, is not going to be what you saw in theaters. It's two yes. like two hours more of unseen footage of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Flash, Aquaman. They're just gonna it's all new footage like it's gonna tell somewhat of a different story and then like this trailer leaked prior to dc fandom and people saw it and i saw some tweets saying like uh so basically it's a theatrical version literally 90 percent of that trailer was all new footage mm-hmm. like, i didn't recognize any of those scenes so i think that's kind of the point that was the whole thing with the trailer yeah right i agree i agree cool uh so snyder cut batman uh, where do I want to go next? So many choices. Let's talk about The Flash. Okay. Directed okay. by Andy okay. Machete and Ezra Miller is back in the starring role. Ezra. Big things. Big things. Yeah. <laughs> Your guy. Big things. Big things to <laughs> I don't know if I would be associated with that, but that's you, Nez. Yeah. He, stopped, he, stopped beating Nez. Up fan, he stopped beating up fans. Is he going to beat up bad guys now? Yeah, well, he's back. Yeah. <laughs> wow, he's, look at that. I'm, look at that. It's a little surprising that he's back in there, but the, it's, what they talked about at the panel – they wanted to introduce the multiverse. That's going to be a big point of this movie. This, that's supposed to adopt Flashpoint. Um, so uh, along with that, so it's going to allow crossing over for the entire DC catalog, whether it be a TV show or a movie from the past. It can all cross over within the multiverse. Um, and then there was also a bunch of concept, concept art that was debuted showing Ezra Miller's new suit, along with a shot of him fighting side by side next to Michael Keaton's Batman. Okay? <laughs> so... Let's start off, let's talk about the multiverse, okay? This idea that Keaton's Batman can be brought into the DCEU or that a, let's say, a Constantine from back uh, or in the mid-2000s with Keanu Reeves could eventually come to the DCEU. <laughs> All these different properties, this, this, this catalog. They even say Watchmen can cross over into the DCEU, which would be nuts. Yeah, Watchmen the TV show. Dr. Manhattan yeah. and Superman sharing a screen? Unbelievable. Oh, my God. That would be absurd. That would be absurd. <laughs> oh but like, my God. So what do we think about this idea of the multiverse? Do you think it's going to be confusing? Or do you think, you think it's going to be very successful? Well, I think that the Flash multiverse in itself, let's just say like we're focusing on one character and it's the Flash. That's already confusing in itself. I, 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 like I'm a, I, was a, I was, I was definitely past tense, was a fan of the Flash TV show on CW. 
And that one was very clear because you had different series. This is movies and you have interluding, uh, interwinding movies to come together with different characters. So they really need to focus on clarity and especially for non-comic book moviegoers because you will get those comic, uh, those comic book uh, fans to go pay to see a movie in theaters. You will get their dollars, but where you get the big, big bucks will be from normal moviegoers, people that just want to see a superhero in theaters. And they might not necessarily understand the backstories of all this multiverse stuff that we might, that we understand. So they really got to focus on the clarity, but I'm a huge fan of it. I think the flash flashpoint is an interesting storyline. I'm glad they're attacking it uh, theatrical wise and I'm really excited for it. And I just want to say one other thing about uh, this is that didn't they clarify that the Robert Pattinson is on a separate earth? So I separate just wanted earth. to say, separate world. They, yeah, separate, separate earth. Yeah. Separate. Yeah. I'm just, I was just very fascinated that they made sure that they, they made sure to say that, point that out. So I really, I really found that fascinating. Yeah. And I think they even like, uh, they, to go further into it, they said Joker, uh, from like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is not in the same earth. Or yes. Same they even went on top of that. As, yes. pa- as bat as Pattinson's Batman. Yes. So, yes. And it would have been crazy not the if they did. Right. That would have been crazy if they like did the exact opposite and said, yes, they are in the same. Then I think that might've been like the lead story, arguably. I, w- I kind of would have liked if they said like Joaquin's uh, Joker is in the same world as Pattinson's. I wouldn't mind that. I kind of wish they didn't say anything and just keep, and then they could f- try to figure out a better way to do it. Right. Cause it's only been a year and Joker has been a, such a box office success and cultural success. They could, and you give another year that the Batman movie come out and then you see, all right, how can we do this? How can we interwine this with the Flash movie and get this in the multiverse? So then this Pattinson and Joaquin Joker can face off against each other somehow. But obviously they made sure, nope, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Nez? Uh, yeah, Nez, you're, you're a big DC guy. You're a Watchmen guy. What do you think about this multiverse, this multiverse they're building? I'm a Watchmen, I'm a Watchmen guy. Um, He's also a big Ezra guy. I well, I never said I was a big Ezra guy. Where does where does <laughs> Ezra's this your guy? Ezra, Matt, I never Ezra said fan. That. Ezra's your guy. Huge fan of Perks being a wallflower, but aside from that, oh, great movie. Yeah, I don't know if I'm a big Ezra Miller guy. Okay, but what, what <laughs> are you seeing the way that he beat up that fan? Okay, sorry, I'll stop talking about it. I'll stop talking about it. Um, uh, I, I honestly, I'm not seeing guys. <laughs> I don't know what's going. It was just awkward seeing I'm not him sold on it. I'm not. I'm not sold on it. Like I, I, I don't know what's going on here. Like I really it don't. Been, it would have been. It would have been interesting if he wasn't they're, at the panel. They're doing like, a lot. Yes. The director oh, and no Ezra Miller. Like oh, I don't know. But we'll uh, he's how it works so. out. I hope it was thoughtfully planned out. Let's just say that, and we'll see what happens. I also want to talk about quickly this, the concept art that came out and the new suit that he's going to be wearing. Ten times mm-hmm. better than the one he wore in Justice League. Like the one Fast. in Justice League, he's supposed to be—he's supposed to be like the fastest man alive. He looks like he's carrying body armor, like while he's yeah. running. It's, it looks so clunky. Like the, the like the Flash is supposed to be the smoothest dude on the team, right? right. So it's kind of weird. It's also, like socially awkward, like with Ezra Miller, he's supposed to be like smooth as hell. So uh, I like it. It's like it obviously looks flexible. I think I, I think Andy Machete, the director, said that um, uh, Bruce Wayne actually builds the suit. I think it's Ben Affleck's character in that in that aspect builds the suit for Barry, uh, which is kind of cool. I like that, and I think so. A big thing with me is that I compare. So I said earlier that I used to be a fan of the Flash television show. I think they did a great job with the costume there, 
and the actual suit and the actual running ability, like the running technique of the flash. I know I'm going real on the grains here, but that was a big thing for me. Not only the suit, but the way he ran and through the lightning, it just looked, I don't want to say like, I don't know. Like he just didn't look right. It just looked off him throwing the lightning in front of him. It just looked off. So hopefully with this new suit design and maybe a little any uh, director, uh, producer, uh, producer abilities here to make sure that if, it's more fine-tuned to the audience is running and make it really stand out. And that's why we love the Flash character. It's the standout character, smoothest guy on the planet, or fastest guy on the planet, smoothest guy on the Justice League. Let's see him run better. <laughs> so moving on to the next panel, uh, we're going to – the next four are going to be a little bit shorter, except for this next one. I think we should take a little bit of time for this one, but the final three are going to be a little bit quicker. They didn't show us as much, or we already knew a lot of the information. But let's talk about the Suicide Squad coming from James Gunn. Right, we got a behind-the-scenes look, uh, about a two-minute video of the production of that movie. I was praying we were going to get a trailer, we didn't get it. Uh, but we also got the cast and characters revealed. Okay, so we knew who was going to be in the movie, but we didn't know who was playing what character. So we got that right. Stack cast. What were your reactions when you saw the names and who they were associated with in the movie? I I think that James Gunn here, you could just see the loyalty towards James Gunn from all the cast. I really like that. I think that the whole panel just like loved working for him. You could tell, right? And also he was saying how like, this is the best cast I've ever worked with. Like this movie's going to be awesome, a little different. I think that That's we all saw Guardians. such a shot at Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes, I was about to say that with Guardians. Like we all saw like the technique, or not the technique, but the the little difference in superhero movies that that took on with the comedic act the comedic relief comic relief there and the comedic aspects of the actual main characters, not just a side character. And I think in a DC movie that DC is known to be the dark universe, right? It's always dark in DC with Batman, all these other characters. I think it's going to be a real interesting twist with James Gunn at the helm of suicide squad with all these other, like Harley Quinn's very well established now had her own movie and you have all uh, John Cena's in this movie. It's going to be really interesting to see what James Gunn does. I'm excited to John Cena. Yeah. I I think that was an interesting comment in the in the not the trailer but the the showing the production of the movie when he's like I'm the douchebag or whatever Captain America I really thought that was funny and really brought like you can understand like audiences can understand that random thought but they should have cast John Cena as the Vanisher in Deadpool too <laughs> instead of Brad Pitt because like you know the that would have been genius yeah, like, you, can, yeah, you can't yeah, see yeah. me oh my gosh that's, that would have been genius all right we can carry on with the podcast now I just have to say that. <laughs> That's like an all-time cameo. That's like one of the best cameos of all time. That was that. That was still amazing. <laughs> if it was John Cena, it would have been. Even, it would have even better. Like yeah, the internet um, would have come come full circle. <laughs> the, the behind the scenes, it was cool. I was dude. I was this movie brought production months ago. Like how are we not? How do you not have a trailer? I guess like a big thing at Comic Con. I think James Gunn probably going through his head. They're gonna see a lot of trailers here. Maybe just give him a behind the scenes look at the movie. But I was really mm-hmm. praying for a trailer uh, in terms of the cast and. Um, I was a little disappointed. Like I didn't recognize any of the characters' names just because I'm not that deep into the comic book world where I know the members of the Suicide Squad beyond Harley Quinn, right, and Deadshot, and who's not even going to be in this movie. Like I didn't, I didn't know. Like I don't know much about Ratcatcher. I don't know Peacemaker. Uh, but that's kind of a good thing because this is like James Gunn's speciality, specialty, speciality. But uh, this is what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy. He takes um, these characters that no one knows about he turns them into beloved figures so i'm hoping we get that here uh even with a lot of the characters they they, they you can make comparisons easily to the guardians of the galaxy it's almost like the mm-hmm. same thing like you have 
uh, Peacemaker, John Cena's character, it basically is Drax. Then you have Weasel, like the animal, is, is obviously Rocket. Like, you can mm-hmm. easily make comparisons side by side. Yeah. So James Gunn's the perfect one for this role. He makes movies fun. That's what DC needs, especially if they're in the DC universe, yes. right, with uh, the Justice League universe, Suicide Squad universe. So if you make it fun and you make people want to go to the theaters, not just for Batman, this is your cup of tea, right? This is exactly yeah. what uh, DC needs at this time. So I'm all, I'm all bored for this. Definitely. And can we just talk for a second about King Shark? What do you? What are your guys' thoughts on that? Like, what a tank appearance! I need. I need an origin story. Like, what a tank! <laughs> what the heck is he going on a, there? He needs his own movie. Oh my god, that was just <laughs> in the video game. The video game King Shark was even more on a social media. That was popping off. Oh my god, that was like, oh my god, looking at the Twitter analytics and social media DC fandom, that was like a huge uptick. The video game just by him eating somebody. That was wild. The, the freeze frame, like the picture of him, he looks so nice. He actually looks really friendly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not sure about the CGI on his so He's like far. waving. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, the CGI yeah. wasn't great. I yeah, didn't love I think that. it's just far from the finished product. But, uh, yeah, exactly, yes. It's, uh, but a thing is also from this movie, I wonder who the bad guy is. Like, it looks like they're fighting in a war of some kind. They're fighting alongside soldiers. Yeah, but like, who are they trying to take down? Are they fighting against a country? The uh, poster looks sick. Sorry. Yeah, the poster did. Yeah, yeah that so poster's cool. good. I thought um, another part that was really funny was when uh, so in the part where John Cena it, like holds the gun up to the guy's head, and like the really long gun, and then James Gunn is like showing him how to do it. I thought that was hilarious. I cracked up at that. part. There was like that, a sound uh, effect video. that was in there too that made it. Yes, fun. the sound effect kind of made it, but I thought I it was laughed James Gunn so going hard like at this. that. We're just shooting like like shooting the air. Yeah, right. Like cool. imagining it right to the guy's head. It was oh, like that was the hilarious. intent was it to, for it to look cool, and it just looks like right. Weird. But it, <laughs> I think it's because like James Gunn's like this nerdy guy compared to John Cena, <laughs> freaking jacked. And, oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. So that comes out twenty twenty one. I think that was that had that had everyone on Twitter buzzing at the time. Not as yes, much as definitely. the Batman, obviously, but people are talking about this as uh, one of their most anticipated movies of twenty twenty one, and it's, it's kind of interesting. To hear yeah, like after, they, like the demise of suic- the initial Suicide Squad, and we get this quasi reboot. So right, yeah, I think that like the flat, like Wonder Woman and the Flash, kind of introduced a fandom really well. But then this was like, all right, this is DC fandom, like that really kicked it off, right? And then at, you had prime time, t- and prime time was the Batman, and that was just like the pr- the the literally prime moment of DC fandom. But this was the Kickstarter, and you really felt that, and I really liked yeah. it. It's like the back half, you know. Mm-hmm. Really start, um, yeah. Start of the back half. It's like it's like I want to make a comparison right now to Izu Electric Zoo. Mm. Yeah, oh man! Where it's like always when you like you find that like so you're you're watching a bunch of performers back to back to back. You hit that stride around four o'clock, then all of a sudden you're banging all the way to eleven p.m. And that's what it kind of felt like with this. Like in a way, it's a festival. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, you and you start out with like the lower like level of talent, and then you work your way up to like the headliners too so it's almost like mm-hmm. a festival or a concert or anything like that where like they they're it's they're building up to something and like that it's supposed to get grander and bigger and more uh of an experience like the the further you go into it and that's kind of how they did it which is sick i mean by the yeah. time we saw the the batman trailer i was like i was hyped i was hyped you're buzzing you're buzzing <clears throat> um so moving on from the suicide squad next let's talk about black adam a little bit I was a little underwhelmed by this panel when I was watching it. Uh, I was hoping 
that we were going to get some casting news from this movie. Uh, but instead, instead we got this, what they called a teaser trailer, but it really wasn't a trailer. It was kind of taking them through where Black Adam lives, okay, where he's from, taking them through his history. And then you have some concept art released by Boss Logic, who's this famous superhero drawer. Who is, I don't think he does comic books or anything, but he's, a, he's like big on social media. And then there, there's also concept art of certain characters that are going to be in the movie, including members of the JSA, which is the Justice Society of America, uh, has Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Cyclone, and Adam Smasher. So they're going to make up the JSA. They're taking on Black Adam. Do you guys have any thoughts on The Rock's big DC debut? I thought the conceptual art was nice. I thought it looked really well, really good. I just thought that I, I wanted more. You know, I just wanted more. But Show him in the suit. Like, yeah, yeah, like, come on, give the us rock. something. I don't want to see drawings of The Rock. I want to see The Rock, you know? Yeah. I like, what are we doing here? I <laughs> think... You talk, you, what, you think he's never worn the suit? He's been making this <laughs> movie for, like, nine years. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Like, it's kind of ridiculous how we didn't see anything besides art and then them reannouncing that Noah Centineo or whatever. Yeah, from Centineo. The, yeah, from To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Um, Ricky's favorite movie? Nope, but it's... <laughs> and it's critically acclaimed but as i'm just saying like they kind of just re-announced things like i saw that concept art the day before like it wasn't news yeah or it, it wasn't was, new it was, news it was, it was bs and they pa- tried to pass it as a trailer and they didn't even show him in the costume like and right they showed, it was just they showed, like on. the rock like standing next to some like columns like roman columns and like okay that's that's him he, like, he's not even wearing the, the thing mm-hmm. it could be the rock just visiting rome like he could just be a random <laughs> picture <on> vacation. <laughs> yes <laughs> But uh, so yeah, Black Adam. We also had a look. Or we're wrapping up here. Yeah, so we had our look at um, Wonder Woman 1984. We had another trailer. Nothing much. Nothing new, really, except we got a big reveal of what the uh, main, well, the arch nemesis of Wonder Woman, Cheetah, looks like, played by Kristen Wiig. What mm-hmm. do you guys think about Cheetah and the way she looks in the Wonder Woman 1984? I thought everyone was hyping it up, and I'm. I'm sure one of you, at least one of you will. I didn't think she looked great. A lot of people loved her, like loved the look of her. I didn't think the CGI was phenomenal. I didn't I just didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was bad. And it's obviously difficult it's to do. It's a tough CGI job. I, I don't think it was easy yeah, to pull I, off I, this character. This is, but I think right, it, looked, like, it looked good, not great. That's I just I think that it's gonna sound so bad, but I just when I think of a cat CGI. Oh I'm yeah, cat worked out well recently. I'm just like, oh no, like there we go we're, again. We're gonna have to review that movie eventually as a podcast. No, but that's what I was thinking about right after I saw it, and that's not something you want to be thinking about. So maybe they could have done this a couple years down the road. Have different no. of this movie. Yeah, Honestly, I don't know, dude, but... I don't think it looks that bad. It. Also, it's like it's a superhero movie, you know? Like it's for mm-hmm. kids, really. Like it's. It sold me enough. I think it looks okay. Looks yeah, kind of scary. Enough. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, the fight scenes with her and uh, Wonder Woman look pretty cool. Yeah. Yes, like, I did. Yes, yeah, those fight scenes really were cool. cool. The blog, like they're twirling in the air, like going yeah. at it. Cat fight. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And with Kristen Wiig, it's just very interesting to see her in this role. And then just as a villain and a, actually a cool villain, like fighting. Mm-hmm. It's just so different than what she's ever done as a comedic actress and comedian just so yeah. different and i'm so excited to see her in this because this trailer made her look like a, a like a like a rock star so i'm really interested to see it and besides it my cgi uh my scare of cast and cgi i really am excited for this movie 
Yeah, so uh, that kind of wraps it up for DC Fandom, what we saw this weekend. There was some minor news for Aquaman 2. You have Patrick Wilson uh, uh, confirmed as as confirmed to return the sequel as Ocean Master. Uh, Shazam 2 got a title, um, which is... Fury of the Gods. Fury of the Gods, right? So Shazam, Fury of the Gods, all the entire cast is expected to return. Um, And that pretty much is the summary of the film project for DC, a DC fandom, really a once in a lifetime experience where we do this virtual type of Comic-Con, which has been, was an unbelievable experience. I hope they do it again. Also, I hope they do it uh, in real life. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Also, Static Shock. Is that oh, also yeah. news? I wanted to mention that. Static Shock. I was a big Static Shock watcher uh, of the animated TV show. I'm sure some people of you listening were. It was nominated for a couple Emmys. I'm actually a big fan. But why I wanted to bring it up, besides I'm hyped for the live-action uh, remake or live-action movie of Static Shock, can you, Nez or Dr. O, name me the actor who voices Static Shock? I, do, I, I think I read this somewhat recently. Um, so, some yeah, how old right is it? It's not Will Smith, is it? No, it's not. It's not that famous. Okay. It is. It was a Phil, oh, um, oh, you're about to say. God, it's uh, first, first oh name's my Phil. God. First okay. name's Phil. He's very famous for one particular movie. Phil. Can you tell us the movie? Phil of the Future. Pulp Fiction. Phil, Phil, Phil. Phil Collins. Phil, Phil. Not famous, really. Is he in any other large movies? Um, thinking. I really don't know, actually. Phil Hartman? <laughs> no. I can't think of right. Phil Lamar. He is the guy in the opening scene when Jules and Vincent Venga go to pick up. He's the black guy that oh, like, comes out of the bathroom. It's really him? He's yes. the guy that gets his head shot off? Yes, that is him. In the car. He's in Step Brothers, too. Oh, okay. oh, right. Oh, my God. Wow, That's goodness. unbelievable. I saw but, that uh, scene the other day. That's why. That would be like, great trivia I was like, question. oh, my God. That's the guy that gets his head shut off in the car. But, and, uh, oh, and all. Like, Static Shock movie. Alert for Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Man, if you haven't seen Pulp Fiction, then, No, it's funny. it's funny. Use it's the funny. Yeah, It's not here. really a spoiler alert. but Let's get but, Static Shock in the DCEU. Crossover, <laughs> DC character. Get but, him in what there. a... Oh, I, I I loved watching him as a little kid. Static Shock, the anime Dude, he helped series. take down the Joker with Static Batman. Static Shock is actually yeah. was actually sick. Yes, and now they're having a live action movie. I'm actually really excited for it. I'm really pumped. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna it's be great. Movie. They might try to lean it towards more children, but mm-hmm. I'll still go see it. Remnants of my childhood. Oh yeah. All right. Well, I mean, uh, is that is that everything, or is there anything else we'd like to hit here from DC Fandom? Uh, either way, if we don't have anything else to talk about, uh, check us out on the blog, thedrivenpod.com. Uh, we're going to be putting out some follow-up blogs. Uh, we've already put out a couple reactions, uh, and then we're going to be putting out this podcast. So uh, go to thedrivenpod.com, um, SoundCloud, the Drive-In Pod to check out the podcast. Uh, we are underscore the Drive-In Pod on Instagram and the Drive-In Pod on Twitter. Any last thoughts, boys? Recap, DC Fandom recap and trailer breakdowns are on the blog right now. Catch, uh, check them out now. Definitely check out the Batman one. Uh, spent a lot of time on it. Looked at the characters, did a little analysis. Read that. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's going to uh, wrap our bonus episode, DC Fandom edition of the Drive-In Podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Smell you.